0: Hello everybody, I'm Dennis Prager. So this monster in New York shot uh, ten people. Thank God, many times over, no one was killed. But you always wonder when they say wounded. They don't even say injured. It's an interesting interesting thing. And I... uh, I think about those people, what happened to them? Were any brain damaged, were, were any paralyzed, or any blinded? Nobody says. We just think, and understandably, well, nobody was killed, which is a wonderful thing. Although there is a level of injury in life where one wishes one had been killed. And I, I totally understand that. It's got to be... very, very horrific outcome. You know, uh, my motto is I talk about everything in life. So this leads me to something people don't talk about publicly. They don't even like to talk about privately, but they do on occasion. So uh, everybody's mind wanders, uh, which is logical. Anything could happen to anybody at any time. So at what level do you feel that you wouldn't think life is worth living? And uh, for me, it would be brain damage, uh, where I, I lost the ability to communicate. But I, I would even say paralysis if I could still communicate. Life is life is relating to other people, and when that is taken away, life is uh, life can be deemed by the individual as not worth living. All right, I said it. I got out of it. We're gone. We're we're out. (laughs) Imagine if this were a white guy. How much talk there would be around the country. Imagine if it was a white guy who had uh, any anger in him. Angry white men. Nobody describes angry black men. Are there none? We live, we, we swim in an ocean of lies. Interesting piece is from Yahoo News. Gen Z and millennials are disrupting the workplace as they're choosing to be jobless rather than work for a company they don't like. It's a fascinating piece. Almost half of Gen Z and millennials would rather be unemployed than unhappy in a job, according to a new study. Really? Wow. So how are they supporting themselves in their their pursuit of a happy job? The article doesn't mention that, but I'd love to know. Are they are they living off mom and dad's money or one of their money? What 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 is the state here? Doesn't say. If you know somebody who fits this description, tell me how, how they support themselves. Gee, I won't work till I have a job I like. That's a first. Most mortals have jobs they don't like at some point. You learn, you learn responsibility skills by having that job. And by the way, how do you know you won't like it? I, I have told the story of my father. May he rest in peace. He deeply wanted to be a doctor, but his family didn't have the money to send him to medical school. So he became an accountant. That was the last thing in his mind did he like it from the outset i don't know if he were around i'd ask him but he took it as a, as his second choice and he he learned and taught himself to love it and he did he loved it and he practiced accounting till the age of 90 he was my accountant he was the, the best he really he was a remarkably competent uh, accountant, and he changed the accountant work to become sort of a therapist for some of his clients. He had a very interesting take on his job, he said once you know a person's income, they feel that they can open up to you because that's one of the things or the thing that people hide most. So they would, up, they would open up to my father about their marital life and about their kids. And so he served as a sort of therapist as well as accountant, and he loved it. How do you know you won't love your work, millennial or Gen Z, awaiting happy work? How do you know you'll be happy? You don't know you'll be unhappy in job A. And you don't know you will be happy in the job you want. What is it? What's the job you want in finance? At a law firm? What is the job you want? Do you know how many unhappy people there are in finance and in law, especially law? I think it has got the largest dropout rate of any profession. If this article is true, we're in trouble and these uh, sort of spoiled brats are in trouble. I won't work till I am happy at the job. Whew. The majority of them put their personal happiness over work it's a that's the way they summarize it it's an it's It's an odd statement. I'm big on happiness. I find it odd, though, that it's contrasted with work. You will be happy not working in your 20s? That's personal happiness? Well, this is what we call the wisdom deficit. Because most of these people probably went to college and learned nothing about life. No, that's not true. They learned what is wrong. It's worse than nothing. The Work Monitor Global Study was conducted by multinational human resource consulting firm Randstad, or Runstad, or Randstad. It surveyed 35,000 workers across 34 markets. The career goals of Gen Z and millennials are changing power dynamics in the workplace. Our findings should serve as a wake-up call to employers. There's a clear power shift underway as people rethink priorities. Sander von Nordinde, global CEO of Ranstadt, I was probably right to give it a European flavor, said in a statement, Almost two in four members of younger generations would prefer being unemployed than working a job they don't like, the study found. In other words, about half. Wow. There was never a, a minute in my life where I would have said that. I prefer not to work, to work at a job that I don't like. I, I, it's, I, I, just, I must admit I can't relate to it. Most of the young people surveyed said they preferred to work at companies that shared their personal values. That's also interesting, meaning they're left-wing values. Look, everybody, for that matter, a conservative, would prefer to work at a place that, can, that shared their values. So what? That's also new, by the way. How many people knew their company's values? The company's values presumably were, if they were good values, treat the employees decently and make a profit. Two and five Gen Zers and Millennials said they take a lower paying salary if it meant they were pers- purposefully contributing to society. Uh, okay, I have a lot to say about that too. You know anybody like this? Does this resonate with you? Does this permeate your membrane? What other uh, highly Absurd phrase can I come up with? 1 8 Prager 776. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected, or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is—otherwise I never use that term—Nick Rovitch. Okay, my friend, because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of Amf. Fed coin and bullion for over 40 years, Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price trade and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free. With a no-pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800-221-7694, that's 800 221 694 write an article everything is dependent upon the values that are transmitted to the next generation and since this next generation these next generations gen z and millennials were raised by teachers and parents who themselves were corrupted by left-wing teachers and in some case parents, it's not surprising that you have these results of, of narcissism. Leftism and narcissism are not synonymous, but they are cause and effect. When I, when I encounter somebody with truly self-centered views, in daily life, it's so often I believe that they are on the left and it's not provable, I fully acknowledge it, and they're certainly selfish conservatives and selfish liberals, but they, they often have better values of self-constraint than leftists, who feel that because they have the right position on global warming, they are moral. They have the right position on anti-racism, so they are moral. Morality f- on among progressives means you have the right position. Now, by the way, the right position is important to us conservatives as well. So uh, it, it's it's not an indictment of the left that they think that mor- being a moral person means having the right position, to be precise, the left position on, on all important subjects. That's, that's understandable. The problem is when it hides the, the immoral or amoral nature of the person in life, In behavior. Do you have the great comment, Sean, of Elon Musk about the woke? In in one profound sentence, uh, he summed up leftism. When we find it, we'll play it. He, by the way, is uh, worthy of, at least at this time, anything can change. He is worthy of tremendous adulation to to perhaps take over Twitter so as to make it open. And if you listen to the left-wing media, free speech means to them allowing hate speech. Therefore, you should not allow free speech. They say it. This is not an inference that I draw. They don't understand that that's exactly correct. That free speech allows hate speech. That's the whole point. It's not for love speech that we have free speech laws. We have it for things we don't like. But if the left a leftist doesn't like something, it should be banned. That's the difference between the two of us most of the time. You say, well, the the right wants to ban abortion, okay. What are you going to do when people believe that it's a human being that's being killed? What 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 are they supposed to what what? If you're an honest pro-choice person, what are you supposed to do? What are people supposed to do when there is a human creature that has a heartbeat, brain waves? and whatever else we associate with being human. what is what is supposed to be a, a moral person's attitude. forget god, forget religion, forget politics. i mean you can't say it's it's a blob of, of goo. but whatever you say, it's a it's a rare time where conservatives are the ones pushing for illegality and the left for legality. Most of the time, the left wants to ban what it doesn't like. I return to, uh, did we find that yet? No. Okay. Uh, we, We will find it. I have faith in Sean, and it's the beginning of the show, so he has a lot of time. Most of the young people said they preferred to work at companies that shared their values, so I was saying that I had a comment on the next. Two in five Gen Gen Zers and Millennials said they take a lower-paying salary if it meant they were purposefully contributing to society. So I have a very important message to Gen Zers and Millennials. If you work for a company that makes Almost anything, not anything, but almost anything, you do your work honestly, you are contributing to society. If, if a company makes pencils, people need pencils, not all, but many, and you are honorable at your work, you are contributing to society. What does it mean to work for a company that provides you with purposeful work? You're working for a solar panel company? How many companies are there that are doing that? I what is it's it? Hard to, All right, hold suppose. on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. I've got to reintroduce it. All right, we'll play it when we come back. I, I need to develop this point about contributing to society through your work. One eight Prager 776. It's divisive, um, exclusionary, um, and hateful. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotion-y in the store, but you get them home, and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell, at my pillow, found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft, but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. There are a handful of fantastic there are more than a handful of groups doing good work. There's a handful that is doing great work. And representing the group, uh, the, the, this, this group I have with me, Elaine Parker. We have talked in the past. And what is your official title at Job Creators Network?
1: I'm the Chief Communications Officer.
0: By the way, you could have the joy of seeing Elaine if you watch uh, the show. The show is watchable at uh, the Salem Salem News Channel. And Elaine is in Orlando, Florida, the land of the free and the home of the brave. is Is the name of Florida the Sunshine State? Yes. It should be changed to the land of the free.
1: And we're pretty crowded down here now because everyone's
0: coming here (laughs) exactly exactly but this is an interesting development tell me if, if i'm right believe me tell me if i'm wrong if i'm wrong until the very recent past like the last couple of years at least half the people moving to florida were on the left like new yorkers is that fair to say
1: well, yeah, there was always a big exodus from uh, New York and uh, the Northeast in general um, to South Florida.
0: Exactly. So uh, that's when I developed my theory, why would you want to recreate what you fled? <laughs> right?
1: That's why you, see, that's why you see bumper stickers now driving around saying, keep Florida, Florida.
0: Correct. I'm with you. I am. I am really with you. All right. I want you to know that Job Creators Network is magnificent. I, I, I am in love with, with what you're doing. What is your latest project?
1: Well, I'm always thrilled to talk about our campaigns with you um, on your show. And our latest project that we just launched this week is called the Great Opportunity Project. And the goal of the project is to highlight the, the stark differences between uh, conservative economic policies and liberal economic policies. I think we can agree that they have never been on display more so than during the pandemic of the last two years. Um, and as we come out of this pandemic and we see how these states are performing and who's, who's recovering and who's not, you can see that these conservative governors and legislatures were able to actually balance the health and safety of their citizens during the pandemic, but also balance it with the um, health of their economies. And they did that through pro-growth policies that were smart and done with common sense. And so we want to tell those stories through the mouths of small business owners in those states and nationalize those policies so that Americans can connect the dots between conservative policies, pro-growth policies, and prosperity. And these states are proving it out.
0: The death rate from COVID, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, In Florida and in California were virtually identical is that correct
1: that's what I've read yeah
0: right so we in California endured children being locked out of classes businesses being crushed Liberty being taken away while you didn't and we had no better rate in terms of morbidity from COVID. Why isn't that sort of as, I don't know if you're a lawyer, but lawyers would say, why isn't that this dispositive? Why isn't that like case closed?
1: You know, you ask a great question. I mean, all I know is the, the governor in the state of Florida has done, a, did a fantastic job, um, not only fighting for our economy and our small businesses, but you mentioned schools, but but fighting for kids um, one, to get them back in school and also um, to get these mask mandates gone. And those are some of the stories we wanna to tell too. I mean, we've got um, we've got the state of Arizona as another great example to talk about. Um, the governor there and then the legislature, um, they provided uh, vouchers, school vouchers to parents that they could actually take their children out of these public schools that insisted on mask mandates for so long and put them in private schools. And a lot of parents took advantage of that. So these states empowered parents um, and put power back in parents' um, hands when it came to their kids' education and how they were going to learn with a mask or without a mask.
0: So what do you want people to do?
1: So it's tax day on Monday, obviously, so we thought it was a great opportunity to launch the Great Opportunity Project.
0: All right, so hold on. We're going to take a break, but I want people to know what website to go to right now. What is it? What is the name?
1: The Great Opportunity Project dot com.
0: Great Opportunity. Is it the or just great?
1: The. The Great Opportunity Project.
0: The Great Opportunity Project.com. dot com. This is not a fundraiser, folks. This is to help this country. Back in a moment with Jane Parker. What was that, Sean? Oh, Elaine Parker. I'm so sorry. The Dennis Prager Show. All right everybody, I'm back with Elaine Parker who is uh, now listen, Chief Communications Officer of Job Creators Network. So this is interesting. My producer writes president of Job Creators Network Foundation. Is that true?
1: I wear two hats because we have a foundation that does all of our So you know,
0: you're humble. I asked your title and you only gave one.
1: Well, I'm on representing Job Creators Network, so I use that title when I'm representing a Job Creators Network.
0: Folks, the world is divided. Elaine, you've never heard me say this, I suspect, but my listeners have. The world is divided in this way. Good people are divided among three groups. Those who fight, those who help the fighters, and those who do nothing. Among good people, those who do nothing is the larger group. But I want my listeners to know. I believe, with every fiber in my body, those who help the fighters are as important as the fighters. And I'm not. This is not a fundraising campaign. All we, all they want is that correct. All you want is for them to sign a petition. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Um, in conjunction with, in uh, the tax day is on uh, Monday. It's a great reminder that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act which was passed in 2017 under the Trump administration um, and created the best economy we had seen in 50 years is going to expire in 2025. And that is gonna raise taxes on job creators and individuals. And the, the president and the Congress doesn't have to do anything. It will just naturally expire. And so we need to tell the Congress and the president that they need to make these tax cuts permanent, particularly as we watch the inflation rate go up as high as eight and a half percent yesterday um, people are suffering. They're paying a lot of a lot in uh, pricing price increases on gas and food, um, and everything under the sun right now. And to also have uh, tax increases go up on them um, would be catastrophic.
0: There is no question that the left doesn't like small business because it's the one of the only things in the country they cannot control. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. That's, that's the point, my friends, and think about
1: when, sorry, think about when the president had all of the large corporations come to the White House to talk about Build Back Better. Did he have anybody from the small business community? It was large company CEOs from GM and, and Microsoft and, and Apple. It was nobody from the small business community. And they all nodded their head and said, yes, please increase our taxes. Um, well they 'll be just fine they 're not going to have their taxes go up it 's going to impact small businesses
0: in the realm of the of immoral government policy immoral not not just financially ruinous the allowing for well over a year o- almost two years or a year and a half let 's put it i think the most precisely allowing target and Amazon and all of these stores. Well, we won't use Amazon because it's online, but allowing the big stores to remain open and the small guy had to lose his business or certainly his income is one of the most awful things government has done, I think, in American history.
1: I I mentioned to you that I'm also the president of our foundation. We run a monthly poll of small business owners, of course, the small business owners that have survived the pandemic. And um, according to our poll, only about 10% of small businesses have recovered from this pandemic.
0: Wow. Wow. Mm. (laughs) Meanwhile, all the big companies got much wealthier. And the Democrats claim to be for the little guy. Uh, (laughs) we, We live in a world of lies. All right. Once again... Where do people sign this petition? What Exactly the name, please.
1: TheGreatOpportunityProject.com. Don't forget the the.
0: Don't forget the the. I've been speaking to the Elaine Parker. Another the. You're a joy, and you're doing great Thanks, work. Kenneth. Thank you. Okay, everybody. That, oh. We have a video coming out of PragerU. Carol Roth, I believe, although me and names are, are a challenge. In any event, I believe that's her name. She's terrific. And the the description of what has happened to small business because of these evil and, and foolish laws passed. You can't get sick at a Target or the CVS or any of these other gigantic chains. But at Jerry's Hardware, you'll die. So we'll close Jerry's Hardware. Philadelphia has, uh, once again, mandated masks in indoor places. It's such a race to the bottom in American cities but I don't know, culturally and so many other ways Philadelphia there could be a case made that Philadelphia has deteriorated the most rapidly I feel for the the good people who live there, been there so often spoken there so often look, I feel for the good people here where I live but uh, there's a I don't know. I think Philly, Philly, is is worse than LA. I don't know why. Just uh, just worked out that way. I, I was reporting on the deterioration of my my great love, classical music, the the great orchestra that you have in Philly. The Philadelphia Orchestra. And how woke it has become. And the University of Pennsylvania. It's. Uh, it's a disgrace that's where they uh, cheered the gu- this the the university cheered this biological male winning races for the women's swim team yep philadelphia where the liberty bell still resides should be moved to florida we'll be back the dennis prager show all right, everybody, you're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. Here's the Elon Musk great quote. You've got to keep it in the Hall of Fame quotes arena. And uh, that was for Sean. And uh, this was what I was referring to earlier. Hmm. Hmm. At, at its heart, wokeness is divisive, divisive. Um, exclusionary um, and hateful. It's, it's, it basically gives mean people a reason, a, 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 it gives them a shield to be, to be mean and cruel. Mm. Armored in false virtue. Armored in false virtue. The reason that that arose, my reference to that was what I opened the hour with, this report, Gen Z and Millennials want uh, to work only for companies that they agree with and that are doing good work for the society. So I was talking about that they, in their personal lives, so many of them are lazy and narcissistic. You're lazy if you don't work, okay? If you can work and you don't, you're lazy, I have to battle laziness. It's been a battle my whole life. It's why I work so hard, because I know I have to, I have to battle me. But they don't battle themselves. There, there has been no instruction in life. Secular life doesn't tell you to battle yourself. Religious life, when done correctly, Judaism and Christianity tell you that you are your problem. Secular life in America tells you America is your problem. In a nutshell, that is the difference between a good religious and a good secular education. That's why you have to compare apples with apples, good with good. A good secular education, what we deem a good secular education, tells you that America is the problem for everyone but a white heterosexual Christian male. Everybody else, America is the problem. So you don't have to battle yourself, you have to battle... A racist bigoted misogynist, etc society. And yes, they it does it's, it's for the mean it's the woke is for mean people. And if you're not mean when you start it, woke makes you mean. That's the state of things. I want to remind you that I have a special new podcast each week with a 22-year-old young woman who's now a student at Harvard. It's called Dennis and Julie. You will love it. Go to Dennis and Julie Podcast, and it'll come up on a number of podcast providers.